Welcome to the For Your Thoughts podcast, where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. What it do, baby booze? Here again, another week. More gems, more life, more for your head top. <laughs> but nah, for real. Hey guys, I hope y'all are doing good and all the things. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I'm not going to hold y'all at all. These past couple of days, maybe like, I don't know, two weeks. I'm not sure. But it has honestly been been very like interesting emotionally for me, to say the least. And in actuality, all is very much so well. Everything is amazing and things like that. But I can definitely tell in the way that I feel um, and my energy, my mood, that something is like tugging at me in a sense and I've been trying to figure out what exactly that is what does that mean um thankfully being like more self-aware and stuff like that through therapy and just through just knowing myself and getting older and stuff like that I can tell when I'm gonna dip back into like an anxious you know mood or a depressed mood or one of those things and that's been the energy that's been like orbiting a little bit and I'm just trying to figure out what that what the root of it is if that makes any sense and I'm like if I'm always on here talking about everyone else mental health journeys and stuff like that of course I can tell you guys how I'm feeling to a certain extent that I'm comfortable with so yeah send a prayer up for your girl I think all is okay I think it's just normal ebbs and flows of life um but yeah I've just been having a low a bit low of energy and just been it's just been something I don't know what it is but it's something and um I haven't really felt those feels since maybe 2018 ish and then also kind of like during the pandemic like right after the actual lockdown and quarantine and kind of around Tulum ish like around that time I remember having a little bit of a something going on so yeah, I've just been trying to check that. And I know myself, I know what to do. I know what not to do. I know what really brings it about more. I know what um, helps me feel better and how to ease, like what to ease up off of. So I've just been doing that. Like in the morning, sometimes I'll wake up and be like, yo, okay. And I'm like, I'll talk to myself and be like, bitch, get it together, bitch. Like channel my Jasmine Sullivan and then I'll be like, Lord, let your will be the way. Like, let's attack this motherfucking day. Seriously. And I'll just do my routine and what I have to do to push through. Because I really don't know what what that's about. So I'm just trying to figure all of that out. And continue to live my life, be my best self. And that's really like my update and intro. I'm going to leave it at that. Um... And of course, today we have part two of our interview with Quiche. She's such a gem. If you are looking for a therapist, it doesn't matter what um, insurance you have, even like Medicaid, whatever you have, please go and book her in New York, LA, and Texas. Um, so yeah, and work has been good. Honestly, that's been my favorite thing. My favorite thing. So... Um, really just figuring everything out because it's so different for me but it's also like so much that I can do and innovate and learn and cultivate um, which is what I like to do I like new things I don't like like staying in the same systems and routines and they're giving me the space to disrupt which is just 
amazing. So just wrapping my head around all of that um, has been what I've been really like up to for real, for real. And of course, you know, outside is is outside and um, I'm over it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I just been kicking it. And yeah, so like I was thinking about for some reason, these two words keep resonating with me. And I'm like, these are like the two words of like my season or my, my year so far. And it's like dynamic and discernment. Okay, before we get into why those are my two favorite words right now, um, I do wanna get into change. Shout out to my girl T, she threw an amazing fundraiser for India last weekend, I wanna say. It was a blast and um, it was just heartwarming to hear everyone's story um, and see that people are out here really trying to help their country and stuff like that. Um, it's so much going on in the world. It's hard to keep up. It really is. It's just like, yo, what is going on? But then it's kind of like all these years of history, that's been the question. What the hell? is going on. So a new day, a new thing, and it's just like, we can just do our best to help out where we can. So she threw a dope ass event, open bar, um, art for sale, all the things. Um, and for her country, India, she was like directly, her family was directly impacted by what's happening and um, she was able to raise, I think, like 14K. So that was so dope. I'm so proud of her. She did just did it. She was like, you know what? Her and some of her people just was like, we're going to do this. They did it. And they really were able to raise a lot. So if you ever think that you want to have a fundraiser or do something for someone or for a cause, just do it. Like, even if you raise $500, that's $500 that they would not have got you know, for whatever cause. So shout out to Teach. Um, I believe that, well, and also Park Street, New York, that's where the event was hosted at. And um, I'm gonna put the link in the bio for um, another way to give, cause they're still of course taking um, donations until probably forever because this crisis is a lot. So my girl gets change of the week. Um, she's so sweet and amazing. I would love to have her on the pod soon um, to talk about all of this as well. And yeah, that's change of the week. And now we're going to head into my two cents and then get to this interview, y'all. So let me let you guys know exactly what dynamic means and what discernment means. Then I'm going to hop into why those words have been just like screaming at me every single day. So according to my guy Webster's dictionary, um, dynamic here's one of the um one of the definitions characterized by constant constant change activity or progress or it could be a person positive and attitude full of energy and new ideas a force that simulates change or progress with the system or process it's marked by continuous productivity change energy force newness more like just more um and different you know so that's what dynamic means 
Discernment, which I'm sure we all know what these mean, but you know, the exact definition is really, really, really dope. So discernment is the ability to make wise, wise decisions in difficult situations. Discernment, the ability to obtain sharp objects or to judge well. Um, to judge well psychologically, morally, aesthetically in nature. So there's like hella different ways, of course, to um, find discernment. And I do want to say the biblical definition of discernment is a decision-making process in which an individual makes a discovery that can lead to future action. In the process of Christian spiritual discernment, God guides the individual to help them arrive to the best, the best decision. So the word dynamic, I really never just use that word. Of course, we all know what that word is, but it just been really like popped up in my head. Even in meetings, the way that they describe what they want, I'm like, okay, it's dynamic. Like that is what we are trying to do here with, um, you know, the products that I've been working on. <clears throat> and then also in my life, I feel like, Generally, I've always been always trying to just discover what's new within me and like my surroundings and just not have like um, not be just so comfortable in just like the norm, you know what I'm saying? And I've been having like conversations with people now that we're outside and stuff like that about what people have been up to or just like, you know, who's dating who and what, you know, what's going on and stuff like that. And it's like a lot of people are like missing this like dynamic like trait and quality it's like okay yes the bare minimum of of things and not to say that everyone needs these things because sometimes life hits your ass on the head and you cannot even do these things like the pandemic hit us all in the head when it came to like our careers and stuff like that but um like i've been hearing girls talking about dating they're like yeah he has a job okay (laughs) like isn't he supposed to, you know what I'm saying? Or like, oh, like, you know, just the basics. Of course, job, home, you know, all of the things that you need, but it's like, what more do you want from this life? Like, what more do you want from this life? And that is something that I've always thought about. And I always try to surround myself with people who want more in this life or are striving to figure out what that more is, you know, for themselves as far as purpose, as far as day to day, as far as not even like you have to just do anything crazy. You don't gotta be all up on social media doing this, this and that. It's just, what is your, what is your why? And do you know it? And do you walk in it? And do you strive for better? And for me, like that's what dynamic means to me. And it's just like, dang, like I wanna always breathe, breathe that, be that, and be around that type of energy. And I've been blessed to like meet a couple of people like over the past year or two who like are dynamic people and inspire me. And that is, I hope I do the same for others and what I kind of want around me going into these like later years of my twenties, you know, like, so let me read like a little bit. um, What do people with dynamic personalities do? They're successful now, but most of them have failed multiple times before they arrived at where they were. Um, An obvious sign of of a dynamic personality is somebody who's resilient and self-disciplined. They rarely are concerned of who likes them, who doesn't. Don't nobody care. Don't nobody care. Um, 
They like themselves and simply go about their business. Time is the most valuable asset of a dynamic person. They invest it wisely and they're always productive and proactive. Anything in the way of their goals gets cut off their life quick, fast, and in a hurry. While everyone's personality differs, those are like common traits, right? So, yoga dynamic mindset is like, you're healthy, you know? You see an opportunity everywhere, whether that's an opportunity to learn more about yourself, others, work, whatever. You're optimistic, you have a positive outlook on life, you have a clear idea of where you are and where you're planning to go. And of course you have setbacks and challenges, but your confidence and and like what you know, and like what you know that's gonna happen with your life through whoever you believe in will get you through everything, no matter what it is. You're excited by a challenge. Um, You embrace inevitable chaos that gets thrown in your life and you work through it. Um, You're selective with who you spend your time. So that being selective with who you spend your time with, especially now that we are older, I really want to remind you guys of that and remind you guys of your energy, especially if you're dating. And even just now that outside is open back up and we are just out and about, we just wanna see people and do things. Like not everyone deserves to be around you like that. You don't even want what they got on you. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking to myself as well. Um, Cause it's so, it's so easy to just go with the flow, which is always good too. Cause you learn something everywhere you go. But um, habitually, you want to make sure that you are very selective with who you are spending your time with. And then before I get into this earning, also communication, what a dynamic communicator is. Y'all, this is things that I like will like Google and be like, damn, this word just keeps being in my head like this. Like, what's up with that? And this is what I'm sharing with y'all today. So dynamic communication, which I'm getting better at. I'm trying to get so much better at that. Um, So effective communication is is essential if your intention is to rise above mediocrity. Mediocrity. Effective communication is is essential if your intention is to rise above mediocrity. Okay. Dynamic people are articulate when they speak. They don't need to use complicated language to make themselves sound smart. Cough, cough, Twitter all the Twitter thumbs and all the people that just be using all these big things and words and stuff. Don't even know what they're talking about. Okay. Anyways, they speak in a tone and manner that is clear and audible without being loud or obnoxious. When someone is speaking, they listen and try to understand what is being said. I've been working on that so bad. Okay. I listen very well, but sometimes if I have something to say back, I will maybe cut some other the next one literally says this they do not they don't interrupt before the other fin the other person is finished speaking i had that habit really really bad and some close people to me like pointed out and i really 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 try um to not and it's really a thing to where when when an idea pops up in my head um it just comes out my mouth in a sense of like especially in combo with someone that i'm really comfortable with And um, sometimes I'll forget that idea. And then, you know, when it's time for me to do my input, I'll just forget it. That's that's just some mad ADD type stuff, I think. I don't know what that's about, but it's just one of those things that I've always had to work on. Um, But yeah, so 
When someone is speaking, they listen and try to understand. They don't interrupt others until they're finished speaking. And like you're not trying to, to debate, you're having a, a combo and giving your input into stuff. And um, they subtly, they subtly adjust their communication style to the people they're having a conversation with. I think I'm really been trying to, I think just, that's about just knowing how to talk to people and stuff like that. That's like just knowing how to move in a sense, but yeah. Um, be dynamic in your communication, not only with yourself, but also with the people you come in contact with. Yes, 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 yes. And of course, self-discipline. Self-discipline brings builds confidence. Um, without it, you have nothing. If you think you're undisciplined, you can cultivate it into your character, but you have to make a definite decision to stick with it. That's one thing I will like say, okay, I'm going to do like, um, I will pray and be like, hey, okay, if this had like, if this comes around one more time, I'm gonna do it like this. And then I will budge on like my boundary or budge on my promise to God or who or to myself. Um, because you know, it just feels right in that moment. But no, you have nothing without your self-discipline. The choice is truly ours, and it's definitely a skill to continue to work on. Like every day we work on that. So yeah, so dynamic um is my word of the summer. That's one of my favorite words. And then discernment also. And we already talked about what that's about. And I think discernment for me more so goes back to the whole thing of like the people around you. So like, I feel like certain people, like people will always want to be around certain people. Like for instance, like if you have a dynamic personality or if you have something to offer, you're going to attract everything and anything. And you have to be discerning as to who or what you're going to allow to give energy to and to allow to have in your space, especially if you are a dynamic individual. Leeches, people, they're gonna want you for your things, they're gonna want you for your energy, they're gonna want you for your, what you they think you can do for them type stuff. And um, I've dealt with that all my life, seriously, all my life. And I never knew how to say no or how to be like, nah, like I'm good on, like, you know, like I don't need to be this person's friend. Like, hey, hey girl, or, or hey, hey bro, what's up? But like, you don't have to be that close to me. Um, so I've been definitely deciphering on all of what that is. Um, and especially now that everyone's trying to hang out, everyone's trying to kick it and chill, whatever. And it's like, yeah, I'll pass. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll pass. I'm good on it. Like, um, you know, it's okay. Like, it's okay. And it doesn't mean you're a mean person. It doesn't mean you're missing out on anything or anyone. Um, it's just what you need and what you don't need and preserving your energy to continue being dynamic. You know what I'm saying? And also like rising above, like that whole, when your mama was like, you are who you're with you are and without even knowing some of that those traits will like leak on to you so just being very cautious and aware of that I've been talking so much about this but dynamic and discernment y'all like that's those are my little words um but yeah we're gonna move on to our next topic go back into before we get into um what we really were supposed to talk about <laughs> your thesis that was so interesting to me yeah um, Thesis? Yeah, like what was that about? And like, what did so, you learn? Yeah, so that was in 2016, 2015. So there wasn't as much research available as there is now. Mm -hmm. So I was like, again, a legendary pioneer. <laughs> but <laughs> no, but uh, I wanted to study the effect that social media has on depression. 
and sort of think about that link. There wasn't a whole lot, like I said, of research at that time. And I know it was only like six years ago, but it, it was emerging. It wasn't really there. And so I wanted to know even for myself, because I noticed like when I'm on social media, I feel like crap. <laughs> I feel like I'm not doing shit. Here I am in grad school. I have a job that's related to my degree. Hello, two out of two. Yes. And I'm still like upset because I'm looking at social media and like all these people are like doing so great. And I'm like not feeling that hot. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, what's going on there? I know it's not just me. I, you know, I was looking at tweets. I was looking at people's posts about, you know, like the same feeling. And so I was like, okay, let me study this. So, you know, upward social comparison is the phenomenon that we experience when we go online and we compare other people's lives to ours mm-hmm. and we rate them higher mm-hmm. in terms of they're doing better than me. They're more successful than me. Mm-hmm. Right. But the problem with that is, I mean, some people's lives are great, right? Like not everyone is sad, but the problem with that is you're comparing your real life to someone's highlight reel. Right. Think about it. I mean, you're not posting it. You're pic- a picture of your house and it's dirty. Not ever. You're, ever. You're <laughs> like, I've got dishes in the sink. I'm not about to turn my camera around and let you see it. No, I'm going to find a clean corner. <laughs> yeah. like, very narrow, a narrow, clean corner so that you don't really know what's going on. And so. Right. So like upward social comparison, we're comparing those people to our lives and saying like, I suck and they're great, which contributes to depression. And the more you're using social media, the higher the depression scale was. Mm -hmm. So again, when we talk about research, we're talking about a link, not a cause. This is a relationship. Depression Mm -hmm. is not caused by social media. Social media does not cause depression, right? It's like, it's not you know, it's, I can't say one for one, but there was a pretty strong relationship between the number of hours used in social media and the rate of depression. Right. So when it comes to, okay, like, like you were saying with the algorithm and stuff as well, which I've noticed this, I'm just like, why, why do they keep showing me things on like anxiety or things? I remember one time I was talking about, um, I was talking about attachment styles and stuff like that, um, Mm -hmm. with a friend or something like, and my whole algorithm was just like Skewed. pushing me into that, which I love to learn about it, but then it can be like too much. Cause like, okay, I know that I got an anxious attachment style and my man has an avoidant one, but God dang, I'm not trying to like, <laughs> you know, goodness, like, you know, like it's just too much to think about all the time. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I wonder like what that's about. And is there any like well, privacy things that we can turn there's a on whole for? lot of like privacy violations when it comes to that so basically what social media is trying to do is make you buy something right i mean like like think we don't have we don't have we're not listening to the radio because we've got title we're not watching tv because we're looking at netflix there's no ads being serviced on netflix right there's nothing for you to buy and so but we're all on social media though right so they're gonna put the ads on social media mm-hmm. so what the quote unquote intention is to service you with an ad, service you with information that's going to make you either buy or participate or whatever, generate revenue for the companies that want to sell you products. The problem with that though, is that there is all these other, you know, things that are being serviced to you also because Twitter wants to keep you engaged. Instagram wants to keep you on. They want to send you more posts like the ones that you interact with because those are things that you're interested in. Think about Clubhouse, right? Like you got what, like seven seconds before you find something interesting or also log off. Mm-hmm. So Clubhouse, if it's not interesting, it's not a conversation you want to participate in, you're not going to be on it. Yeah. So what's happening? Clubhouse is dying. 
Well, Twitter doesn't want to die. Instagram doesn't want to die. Facebook doesn't want to die. So it's going to service you with ads, but it's also going to feed you posts that you are more likely to interact with because the more you interact, the longer you use the app. Mm-hmm. Dang, so then how does that affect your mental health? Like, no, right? It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. And, and you don't even have to comment on it. You don't even have to like it. If you pause on it. Yeah. For too long, it'll just be like, oh, she loves that. Yeah, she's liking it. She's reading it. They don't even know if you like it. They know that you interact with it. It's not even like good, bad. It's like, do you interact with posts like these? When I think about it, it's like really crazy because it can keep you stuck in like this bubble and yeah. like not be able to perceive things from like other walks of life and stuff like that. Like one thing about for me, I really truly believe that like people are like a product of like their environment, like what they've been through and all these things. And like, I feel like a lot of other people don't really consider that when they're talking to a person. And if on social media is just, it's one bubble of it's one type of, of figure or person. And, and that's all that you see when you go out into the real world, if ever they do, like right. you won't even know how to interact or, or you won't even just like know how to relate or everything yeah. will be confusing to you. That's so crazy, especially for the kids. Well, you gotta log off, <laughs> get up, go outside. Yeah, your mom, go look at your dog, like get the F off social media sometimes, because honestly, it's going to put you in a smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller bubble when this is supposed to be like a worldwide connection. Right. Worldwide web site. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because these people want to make money and they're making a lot of it. I think Facebook has Facebook and Google have more information points on you than the federal government girl so who's getting access to the information that's a lot of information that is you're being bought and sold girl that's insane. i don't want to be i don't want to get into like a conspiracy or whatever but that's just how right. it, works. it like breaks my heart when like i've even heard like friends be like oh my god like um it, like i guess like a blogger who might have look like she has like the perfect husband she had the best wedding. She did all this stuff. And they'll be like, oh, my God, like, she has this. I'm like, you have no idea what's yeah. going on in that in that house or what she had to go through in her life to become this person. Like, you have no idea. Don't ever compare yourself to anyone like that. Like, it just is Don't covet someone's life either. Yeah. What, what you think they have. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Okay, let's get into, um, well, is there anything else you want to say about the mental health side of things or about like therapy or anything like that? Any like Yeah, go to therapy. Schedule an appointment. Go to therapy. Even if you feel like, oh, I'm good. Like I'm doing great. Okay, cool. Go talk to a therapist about how you've made it, how you can maintain, you know, your life. Like you don't have to wait until everything is like all falling down in order to go it actually makes it harder for you no for real no for real so you said yeah. something about like you um you did group therapy because that's what you could afford at the time so like also talk about that because i know a lot of people like can't afford therapy or they don't have insurance yet especially if your past was it 25 25 yet yeah. and stuff yeah so talk more about like different options for people absolutely so there are especially now Um, that we're in a pandemic, we are still in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a lot of support groups online for pretty much, if it's like disordered eating, if it's depression, if it's bipolar, if it's grief, there are tons of free online support groups that are available locally and nationally. Um, So just do a quick Google search and say depression groups, 
free online depression groups near me, free bipolar support depression groups near me, free whatever. Um, and you can definitely be connected that way. Um, there are a lot of therapists like myself that offer therapy on a sliding scale. So if you don't have insurance, which is a big reason why I don't take insurance, because a lot of people don't have it right now, um, you can find a therapist that offers therapy on a sliding fee. If you see one that you like on psychology today or whatever, give their office a call, ask if they do sliding scale. Meaning if your services cost, if a therapist services cost $100, they may be able to slide it back to 70 bucks a session or 50 bucks a session, um, just depending on what your financial needs are. Um, there are also mental health authorities in every single county. Um, so for Houston, it's uh, the Harris Center, Legacy Community Health. Um, what else? Uh, the Harris Center and Legacy are two big ones. Yeah. They will give you quality mental health care, um, either on a sliding scale or even for free, depending on what your income is. So okay. after this, probably like email me and I'll put all of the things like in the description. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So if you're not in Houston, I know a lot of people that are listening to you are probably on the East Coast. Just Google your county. You know, what's what's New York City? What do you mean? In, like what's Queens? the county name? Do you have a county? Do they have oh, county? Like, like Queens, Manhattan, like Brooklyn. Oh, boroughs. Boroughs. I'm cultured, but I ain't that cultured. No, but, but, no, but they are called counties. It's, it's still counties. It's still a county? Okay, so like Bronx County yeah. Mental Health Authority. Queens County Mental Health Authority, whatever, you know, borough or county you're in, just Google that plus Mental Health Authority. And there should be a list that pops up for you mm-hmm. because the states are receiving funding. So yeah. they're, they're going to have it. And it's it's dependent on, you know, your again, your your income. And if you do have insurance. So I work for a managed care organization, which is Medicaid mm-hmm. that manages the care of Uh, Well, I work for an insurance that manages the care of Medicaid, people that qualify for Medicaid. Mm -hmm. But regardless of whatever your insurance is, you can call and ask and say, hey, I want a list of therapists that are in my area. They'll help you find one. And it's free. It's included. And they can sometimes even help you book the appointment if you're struggling with like calling and getting someone on the phone. Because unfortunately, I love therapists, but girls, sometimes they just don't answer the phone. Yeah. (laughs) You can have someone from your insurance company help you. Like they, they might call like a care manager or a case manager, mm-hmm. a care coordinator, you know, different language from different insurance companies, but they'll have someone that can help you find a therapist. But especially, you know, in this pandemic, people are losing their jobs, their way of life, their family members and friends, like we can all use it. Right our, our needs are definitely under attack right now. Like seriously. For sure. So bad. Um, another thing, I feel like some people like who might have lost their job or whatever are like, like afraid or embarrassed to go and get Medicaid. But it's like, no, go get that insurance, especially like in New York City, like go get it. It's free. I've had to get it before. I know friends, especially as a and a freelancer, like you don't never know what's going to happen. So like, go get that. You can get a therapist. You can get your medication. You can get everything you need. Gynecologist, all the, all the things that you need. Like, so mm-hmm. I want to definitely say that. Get your food stamps. If you don't want your food stamp card, girl, give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so lastly, we're going to go into, and then, of course, we're going to talk about your personal brand. Um, But, okay, we basically, I had tweeted, like, I really want to know, like, the difference between intuition and insecurity, and, like, that came from, like, a trauma, and that was because of my own shit. 
my own stuff. I was like, I have trauma from a past person and little things that are very much so normal, um, just kind of feel like a threat to me. Like I really be like bit, I'll be like, it, it, it can be the smallest little change in, in an attitude or um, uh, like a, not a period at the end or a pe- little things yeah. like make me be like, what's wrong, what happened or whatever. Um, and then I realized like, okay, no, like this is not like me being like my gut telling me that he doing this is that mm-hmm. no, this is me being like ridiculous right now or just like responding to past things. So um, you said, that's a good question. Trauma response is usually fear-based. Intuitive response are usually, they, they usually provide clarity and peace of mind. It takes some practice, but tune in and scan your body and be able to tell the difference. So let's, let's get into that. And then I do want to talk about like codependency as well. I feel like you speak on that a lot too. So help us. <laughs> Listen, this information is not supposed to be used as a substitute with a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. So I will start with that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so we have what we call those. So, so the things that you just mentioned are called triggers. Right. Right. You're triggered based on maybe an experience or cluster of experiences that you had where you were mistreated or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The problem with those triggers is that sometimes they are irrational, Mm -hmm. which produce irrational thoughts, which produce irrational behaviors, Mm -hmm. which produce Mm self-sabotage. Right. It's like um, because it comes from a place in the past that's maybe not necessarily happening right now. And so I love the fact that online people are validating their experiences, right? Mm-hmm. These feelings that I have are valid. Yes, sis, go with that. But then also, right, the, the responsible, the healed, the acceptable thing to do is then to say, my feelings are valid, but are they reality? Mm, that's so good, that's so good. Right. My feelings are real, but are they irrational? Mm-hmm. Right. And you can tell when you scan your body, when you're anxious, your heart rate is up. Mm-hmm. Your ears are hot. You're trembling. Right. Your body feels like it's not at ease. Mm-hmm. So I say do a body scan. Yeah. I used to work with kids, especially when you don't have like emotional language. Mm-hmm. beyond like the big four happy glad sad mad mm-hmm. it's, it's also important to tune into your body and just see how your body feels okay I feel happy how do I know I feel happy my shoulders are relaxed mm-hmm. right I'm smiling <laughs> I'm laughing right my heart feels at ease my back doesn't hurt how do I know when I'm anxious oh shit my shoulders are hunched over clench my hands like this That's clenching, how I yeah I'm clenching I, my fist yeah I'm clenching my jaws right I'm 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 I feel like I'm not at ease, right? My heart is pounding. So just do a body scan, see how you feel when the trigger happens, right? Not only for like the red site, the red lines, but like for the green lines too. Right. How are you going to know what you're happy if you don't know what it feels like? Right. So, or if you haven't taken stock in how it feels. Mm-hmm. And so once you become, you know, fairly, once that becomes fairly automatic, you can do that regularly, even if nothing's happening. You know, just take a scan. How do I feel? I feel regular. How does my regular feel? What yes, we know, like what it feels. So we like when you don't feel regular, you know that that's what that Something's is. Up. Right. Yeah. It's the easiest way. Just pay attention to your body, especially when you're a classic overthinker, mm-hmm. like me. Like me, I have yeah. a tune into my body, right? Um, and and oftentimes when you're anxious, you 
usually are also an overthinker. So like thinking about it is just not going to work sometimes. And like going into like a right. rabbit hole in your in your brain and just creating all these scenarios. Um, I read like about in this same topic, it's about like sometimes people don't really trust themselves and trust their thoughts and stuff like that. So it's like, and I feel like we learned that as a kid as well. When, when, when I, a kid was told, okay, no, like that didn't happen or you're not feeling this if somebody was molested or raped or even if just you felt weird and your mom telling you, no, it's, everything's okay. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah, even if so, your mom or dad doesn't apologize and they've hurt your feelings, it's like a not trusting your not trusting your thoughts and intuition is like a long-term side effect of chronic gaslighting and invalidation. Right. We do that to kids all the time. Literally all the time. All the time. Can you give an example about that? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, let's say your mom does something to you that you feel is unfair. She never apologizes. She never acknowledges it. She says it never happened. Yeah. Or she says just shut up. And Chronically. Right. Over time. Or dad or aunt or uncle, whoever your caregiver is, right? Because they're not mom bashing the day after about yeah. Mother's no. Day. No, shut up. No, we'll do that another day. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. But um, but like no one ever says, Yes, you're right. I did mistreat yeah. you. Yes, you're right. I was unkind to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right. You have the right to be sad. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of like, I'm giving you a whoop and you can't even cry. Right. Right. And so, you know, you just kind of couple that up over a decade, <laughs> two decades. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're going to do it to yourself. You're going to validate yourself. But no one ever says this thing that happened to you is actually happening to you. Nobody apologizes about it. Nobody even talks about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're going to struggle with confronting your feelings and invalidating yeah. your own feelings because it's, it's never been modeled to you. Mm-hmm. When we think about childhood. We compartmentalize it into this like, you know, zero to 13, you know, time frame. But we learn how to relate to others and ourselves in that time. And then your personality is formed. Time when, like, it's just, they just leave us to just play and eat and that's about it. Yeah, you're not allowed to have feelings. You're not allowed to tell them when they've done you wrong. You're not allowed to give them any critique, any sort of conversation that isn't praised is seen as disrespect. So then when you're an adult, you don't want to tell nobody nothing. Right. Right, because they're going to invalidate. You just, like, completely except that that's the experience that you're going to have, even if it hasn't happened. What are some healthy ways, I guess, to like outside of the body scanning to um, like, let's say like someone is triggered, is it like kind of counting to three, like to make sure that you just don't go over the ledge and stuff like that. Um, and then ways that if you do have an intuition and a feeling, how can you, figure out what's going on, whether it's with a partner or a family member without it being like an attack on the both of you guys or whatever the case yeah. may be. Yeah. That's huge. That's a huge process. Um, a good place to start is to just acknowledge and validate that that's how you feel. Yeah. I, you know, I have a list of feelings, words that I use with my clients and I'm like, okay, go through this and pick out what resonates to you. Build the language. That. I saw you post yeah. that. Build the language because you can't communicate a feeling if you don't have the words for it. Right. And I feel like men, black men, well, men, period, they don't like because they're they're taught to not have feelings at all in, in a sense. So they sometimes I feel like we get so pissed at them, but they don't even know how they're feeling. 
or they don't even know how to tell us how they're feeling because they don't even know how to like it's so much the only acceptable disclosure of emotion is anger a lot of times or frustration or but it's something more than that they say anger is a secondary response Mm -hmm. so you know it starts with you it starts it starts here so let me figure out how I feel or at least figure out how to say this and just honor that that's how I feel, mm-hmm. right? So like for, for people who struggle with trauma, you might have some PTSD and, you know, you might need to talk at, at length with a therapist, which is fine because maybe the trauma doesn't affect you anymore, but the things you learn do, right? right? The ways of being that you learn, right? So, you know, validating your feelings just by identifying them, start there. And then when you feel safe to have a conversation with someone, but the thing is, if you're going to have a conversation with someone, you've already done the work to identify the feeling. So now you have to do the work to be vulnerable enough to say it. Mm-hmm. And accept right. what you're about to get back. And it's not, or, or not, right? You don't like the conversation. You didn't like the way it went. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the aftercare of that is going to be to reaffirm that this is how I felt. The other person didn't accept it, but that doesn't mean that my feelings were invalid or that I didn't communicate myself in the right way. Right. right. Because we also right. have a tendency to couple with people that are like the people that raised us. Right. Mm-hmm. Our parents, grandparents, whoever raised you. And so if you have a history of being invalidated, chances are you have a partner that's very invalidating. Mm-hmm. Right. So, OK, I did the work. I did what Q said on Penny's podcast. She said, validate my feelings, put a word to it and say the vulnerable feeling. And I didn't get the feedback that I wanted. But that does not mean that my feelings now are not valid or that what this person did to me didn't happen. Right. This is assuming that the feeling is valid or that the, the thing that happened actually happened. Right. In the case that the feeling is irrational. Right. OK. Am I acting in the present or am I reminded of something that has happened to me before? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. In that case, you may not need to say, hey, you made me feel this way. Yeah, just. You just got to need to cope and let it pass because one thing about trauma is it can make us very impulsive. So let me just sit with this for, you know, I always say one to two business days or three to four business days, depending on how, you know, triggered I am and say, okay, okay. Where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. What am I reminded of something right now? And nine times out of 10 intuitively, you're going to feel that you're overreacting. And so if you, if you don't feel like you're overreacting, then, you know, revert to one of the other steps, mm-hmm. but you know, nine times out of 10, you're like, okay, like, dang, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I did that. You know, it's like, okay, I overreacted. <laughs> um, you know, and in that case, you know, just be honest with yourself, obviously apologize to the person that you spazzed out on right. and then make a commitment to actually solve the problems that you're having emotionally yeah. with a licensed professional. Because listen, we can read, we can journal, we can meditate, we can, you know, chant and have crystals and burn sage and do Reiki. We can do all of those things. But if we are not talking to somebody who can help us in the physical, in the present, learn tangible skills of how we relate to ourselves and others, these problems are just going to fester. Yeah. It's like a Band-Aid sometimes. Um, Do you think that... I hear this a lot. It's like, okay, um, if you're dating or whatever, it's like, heal yourself first and then, you know, get into a serious adult relationship. 
do you think that you can heal while in a relationship? And if so, like, what are your thoughts on that? Or like, what, you know, or like, what have you seen as far as that whole thing goes? So healing is synonymous with recovery and recovery is ongoing. Right. Right. You're, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna make progress, but if you've had trauma, like serious, emotional, physical, sexual trauma, you're going to get only so much better. Right. So the triggers are going to happen. You're going to still have to work with them. Mm -hmm. Right. They won't be as powerful. Right. As they were before. But healing is honestly the, the difference between am I where I used to be? Right. It's 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 continuous. It's, it's, it's forever. It's Honestly. forever. And so, and that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that to be discouraging because it can't, when my therapist told me that I was like, damn, I ain't, I ain't never going to be good. <laughs> like, no, not, not in terms of like, you're always going to be in this place, but like healing is recovery and recovery is continuous. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it to me was liberating. It's like, just stay one step ahead in my wellness. Just right. stay one step ahead. I don't have to be completely healed. I just need to be one step ahead. So if I know that I'm feeling depressed, if I know that I'm being triggered, for me, I know that when I'm stressed, I'm hypercritical. So I need to stay up in my house. Right. That's how I stay a step ahead. I need to limit my social interaction with people that piss me off because I'm going to go off. No, and it's just going to be a cycle. Because I'm hypercritical when I'm stressed. Mm -hmm. That's my step ahead. When people don't do enough, it's like, it's okay to sit it out. Because I know for me, this is what I've noticed that when I'm like PMSing like the week before, like I'm, I'm raging. Like literally mm-hmm. anybody can get any, I'm so nice, but I literally feel the rage in my body sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, don't go out with, with him this weekend. Cause you might go off on this. Yeah, right, right. Go with girls, Cause you might, you know, like just don't do that. So, but, and, and it's okay to like self-control kind of in, in a mm-hmm. sense. And like, just, just like be responsible in that way to know that that's how you might react and stuff right and it becomes easier as you right the cornerstone of this is validating the the feeling right right that doesn't mean you excuse the behavior that doesn't mean you say oh I was feeling that way so I did this no I feel like this so let me stay a step ahead Mm -hmm. let me avoid the coworker that pisses me off right or if you can't avoid let me be very you know, let me measure my countenance. Let me, let me do some yoga. Let me, you know, take a walk. Let me clean my house or come have somebody clean it. Let me grocery shop so that I can cook for myself. So that when I get home, I'm not pissed off and hungry. You know, <laughs> like, like, let me, how can I stay a step ahead of how I feel right now? Because for me, that was liberating. It's like the expectation is not for me to never have this problem again. I just know how to solve it when it happens. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I think that we think, especially even as like people who haven't been to therapy, we think that it's going to just fix it. Like it's just going to go away. It's going to fix it. And it should, and, but that's it's not how hard. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a process. Like mm-hmm. it's always kind of crazy when it's like some people like are aware or self-aware of themselves and they kind of live in this thing and life seems easier for them, but it's like, no, it's just, it's just because they're like avoiding and not working through their stuff. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Uh, so that's another question. As somebody who since 18 has been to therapy, I'm, I know you've been around people who haven't or people who kind of ignore it or like how do you cope with like friends, family members and like not be that therapist, you know, and like, you know, like and be a friend and just 
sometimes I'd be like, I see what's wrong with what, what's happening, or I think I know, because I don't know. But like, it's like, you don't really want to say anything, but you still want to be a good friend. It's like, but you have to let people be on their own journey. You know, I don't know. How do you feel? All that, literally what you just said. A yeah. big part of preserving my clinical skills is to turn them off. Yeah. Like, how would Cushé respond to my friend who says she's back with her ex again? Cushé would respond very differently than the therapist in the room. Right. So I'm going to let myself respond and be like, girl, what? Yeah. <laughs> I probably would say that in therapy. But it's like, you know, like, I'm, it's, it's a different set of skills, and I allow myself to turn it off. Um, but I also allow myself to be human. Like, I don't have to be, like, this. It's a part of the reason why I tweet the way I do. It's like, I don't have to be like this. I was like, it's fresh. It's like, it's, no, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Turn it off. You haven't exchanged any money. You haven't, cause you have not signed a consent form. I'm not your therapist. So that means when you call, I don't have to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> or, or if I'm tired, I can just say, Hey girl, I'm tired. I can't do this today. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to set those boundaries and then have relationships with people that are reciprocal because clinically my relationships are not reciprocal. I don't get anything from them. Mm. informed consent and you know they little paypal that's it yeah you know what i'm saying so in my real life if i want to you know prevent being burnt out and also like be happy in my real life i have to say okay which relationships do i have that are nurturing to me also it's easy as the helper to always be the helper but i'm not doing that and last year i was really in in um i was really intentional about like i'm tired I'm just going to be tired. Mm -hmm. I'm sad. I'm just going to be sad. Right. I'm not going to leave my grave clothes on, but if I feel like this, I'm going to take care of myself in the way that I would tell somebody else to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. That might mean decreasing my presence on social media. That might mean decreasing certain conversations or maybe limiting the time that I'm on the phone because I talk for a living, you know? So, and you know, sometimes it, you know, Sometimes you lose a relationship, but it's like okay, so I think I feel like you're an empath, also it, for sure. sure. Yeah, and sometimes you have to like block it off. Like you just can't, especially if you know that they doing the same thing over and over and over again, and you're like, sis, like I can't, I can't listen to this this weekend. Like I'm sorry, I just cannot do that. And, even, and that was just an example. Like it's not like actually what's going on, but it's like yeah, you no. Know, yeah, but it, but sometimes you know when 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 I'm tired, um, like I said, I'm hypercritical and I'm probably gonna say something, so I probably just need to be quiet yeah. and just be at home. It, it just, I literally like I will sit at home in the silence, like I won't turn the TV on, and it's comforting to me mm-hmm. because I have so much noise mentally and verbally, honestly. So it it's comforting to me. So I have to know like you know, what I need in that moment. Sometimes it's just a happy hour. Sometimes I do want to hang out with a friend, but I just have to be mindful. Doing what you need, yeah. Yeah. Being mindful. What are your thoughts on, like, um, you were talking about a little bit about codependency earlier and things like that. And I feel like that's something that people in relationships struggle with, like, all of the time. Um, I don't even know where to start with the question, but maybe, like, explain what that is for the people and then maybe um, ways to, like, combat that and like ways that it can affect you and things like that yeah so I mean codependency in a relationship is very similar to being like enmeshed in a family like their mood is dependent on your mood your mood is dependent on their mood 
you can't be apart from each other or else there's conflict. You know, like you don't have sep- you don't have a separate identity outside of that relationship or outside of that person. Um, the, the, I guess the most succinct way that I could say to help with codependency obviously is going to be aware like of the, of that pattern. Like, where does it come from? Is it just this relationship? Does, do you have, right, um, a history of being codependent on other people? And how is that affecting you? Because, like, honestly, we need people, right? So it, there's nothing wrong with, like, being or relying on another person. But it's like, is it to your detriment? Are you able to still meet your needs if that person is not able to do so? Mm-hmm. Right? And then having a space, and this is especially if you've been together with the person for like several years, have a space that is just yours. That's not for your partner. So it might be a set of friends. It might be a gym that you go to. It might be um, some hobbies that you have that your partner does not partake in with you. Right. Um, Just to build that separation. Some people like, you know, they have like their man cave or their she shed or whatever. That's a really healthy way to have a space where this is just mine. This is just my identity. This is just my thing. Um, that's going to be the easiest way. And then, you know, doing the work to make sure the communication, the relationship is healthy, because if you have a relationship that is very unhealthy, it's very easy. It's a lot easier to be codependent. Right. So making sure that you are allowed to have your own thoughts and feelings, even if your partner doesn't agree and you guys are respectful of those differences, like you both don't have to have the same thought about everything all the time. Yeah. I guess we can just end it with just, um, I guess coping skills for what we're all going through in this pandemic and even just with like the race war and all the things that are happening around us. Um, just like a couple of tips and then um, talk about your brand and which, like, what do you have for your future? And then that'll be it. We, we did everything. Oh, yay. Good. Naturally, we answered every question, which is crazy. That never Naturally, girl, I'm yeah. telling you, we're vibing. Yes. And for, so for um, everything that's going on, this pandemic, this racial tension that has literally always been there, but we're all sitting still. So people are paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to unplug, right? Mm-hmm. Pay attention to your real life. That can look like cleaning your kitchen. Yeah. That can look like folding your laundry, right? Take moments to get out of your head and into your body in your real life. Because being on social media all day long is very cerebral and it's draining. Right. Go outside, take a walk. Build yourself a schedule, a routine Mm -hmm. of how you're going to, you know, do your day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Coffee and meditation. You know, singing to myself while I'm in the shower. Playing my favorite playlist on my way to work. Mm -hmm. Right. Find ways, especially if you're Black, to encounter joy. Mm Mm-hmm even if it's just for a moment, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you're giving up the fight. But in order for us to be, to run this marathon and not a race, we have to preserve, right? And we can learn from our ancestors who taught us how to sing while we work, who taught us how to joke while we're in suffering, right? Who taught us how to pray and have spiritual connection. We can learn from them and use those same things today. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's my advice to anybody. Um, you know, making sure you're getting quality sleep, making sure you do your physical and take care of your physical body. If working out, you know, doing a HIIT training is not possible because 
everybody doesn't have the energy or like the mental, like whatever to do that. Mm-hmm. If you talk on the phone with somebody, hey, take a walk 30 minutes while you're on the phone. Listening to this podcast. Hey, you know what? This podcast is 45 minutes long, hour long. Let me go take a walk or fold my clothes or cook dinner, right? Something that's going to get you off of your phone and give you joy. Because I think a lot of the problem is not only what's going on, but it's the fact that we're being constantly saturated with it. Mm-hmm. When we think about trauma and PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. When we think about PTSD, it's literally, it doesn't always have to be happening to you. It could be overly exposed to something happening to someone else, right? Mm-hmm. Like journalists who take war, you know, um, photography, like they even can get PTSD. Even if it's not happening to them, it's the right. constant exposure of it happening to someone else is a form of trauma, is a form of post-traumatic stress. So just making sure you unplug. That's one thing. I feel like people are like, sometimes can consume themselves and like even like especially activists like mm-hmm. um and thank god for them but they consume their self and that becomes their identity and that's like that's a, that's a hard fight and we are all fighting but joy like joy is an act of resistance as well and you have to have that i love it that you said that like our ancestors they were singing they were laughing like that's why we're so funny like that's why yeah. we are so talented and stuff like that because they allow themselves to to be that and do that. So that's, that's really good, especially for activists, especially the young ones, too, because they are born into this. Like, they are. 11 to 15-year-olds that are, like, just doing their thing, but they are consumed with whatever that, you know, issue is. Let's think about the source, right? Like, I'm looking around my house. Nothing is happening. Nothing's and, happening in here. Yeah. Right. But I get on social media and I'm like responding to bigots and like <laughs> cussing out men. <laughs> my favorite pastime. It's like, you know, like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm going to chill. Um, I, like, like, get, I think you said get out of your head and get into your body. Like, get, get into your body. Yeah, I'm going to grill. You know, we have grills by the pool. Well, why don't I just grill my dinner one day and eat outside or, you know, like just switch it up and encounter joy as much as you can. Love that. That's so yeah. simple. So simple yet so effective. And something that someone can do like right now, like tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. You can do it tomorrow. It'll cost you nothing and it keeps you a step ahead. Right. Right. Okay. Thank you so much. Please tell us where we can find you and like your future. You need to make a book on your thesis. Oh, like where the, the actually on all of this. We could actually yeah. make all of your tweets into a table book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that good. The funny one wants to read that. Describe it all. It would just be so. You good. know what? I I agree with you, Penny. You know, my future um, is definitely bright, and I appreciate all of the accolades and mm. and things like that. I, you know, we all have um, things that we're like working against as far as imposter syndrome, and so it definitely, uh, you know, makes my heart glad that you think of me in that way. And reflection, girl, because you are doing yeah. it. Um, right now, I'm in a period of where I'm trying to rest, child. I'm just trying to get myself together because, you know, going straight from high school where I was working and going to school to undergrad where I'm working and going to school and being in extracurriculars to working two jobs in the gap year and working and making wigs and Airbnb. Oh, and you did you see some good <laughs> wigs. I remember that. I remember Girl, that. Yes. Listen, so through grad school, I just like I just need to rest. And so that's what I'm trying to do right now is rest, but definitely expect all of the things that you are mentioning once I get some quality and sustained rest. Um, Right now, my private practice is Radiant Life Counseling and Wellness. That is my baby. Um, You can find me on Instagram at Radiant Life Counseling. 
Um, if you need to set up an appointment, I'm doing virtual sessions because of the pandemic. It's just not safe to do in-person sessions right now. So um, I'm doing telehealth, which is just as effective as a face-to-face counseling session. Um, I'm licensed to practice in the state of Texas because it's where I live. But due to the pandemic, I'm able to practice in New York State and California. So if you're listening and you're in California or New York State, you can definitely. Texas, Cali, and New York are the top three people that listen. So that's good. That's perfect. Wonderful. Look at that. That's good. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Um, You can send me an email. You can send me a DM. You can send me a text. All of my contact information is on my Instagram. I post when I can. Um, The good news is I've been really busy. So, I haven't been able to be on my social media as much for my practice, but there's definitely something that you can take from there. I try to be as um, strategic as I can be about like what I'm seeing and try to get a feel for what people need to read. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if you guys have any questions for me, like absolutely hit me up. I'm 100% approachable. I'm very down to earth. If you can't already tell. Whenever I'm in Houston, we definitely have to go get drinks. Whenever the pan, well, the panorama is basically kind of over, but yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I'm vaccinated, girl, so I'm out. Me too. Okay, <laughs> you a Moderna mommy? Yes. I'm, no, I'm a, I'm a Pfizer mommy. Okay, that's cool. Pfizer princess. Pfizer princess. Somebody me down. <laughs> For peace of mind today, I think I have like two things, honestly. I have lots of things, but first I want to start off with J. Cole's album. That album is... It's just J. Cole. It's just J. Cole. J. Cole is me and my brother's favorite. He just always reminds me of all the things that are important. Um, Seriously, he really does. And that album is amazing. I thought Applying Pressure was my fave. And then, and then Amari, like, made it out. It gotta mean something. I was just like what and even the video at the end it's like hold on to your inner child and I don't know he just makes me go back and just realize you done did some great things girl like and then also like you gonna keep going too this is not this is this is not it we got more we have more inside of us and then also just makes me think about my family and just where I'm from and just like all the things that matter, all the things that matter. Um, but nah, his the mini docuseries off season, super motivational, gave me lots of peace of mind, especially I feel like I'm in a transitional phase in the sense to where I got things to do now that I have this new thing going on along with everything I've been doing. I'm just like, we have opportunities, sis. It's, it's time, it's been time, it's always time, but yeah. J. Cole definitely has been giving me all the peace of mind. And also, I just want to tell y'all to go outside and not outside, like outside to function, but just go for a run, go for a walk, do your yoga outside, go lay down in the park and just lay there and soak up the sun. Now that it's warm outside, it just will change your mood. It just feels so good. We have a deck outside now and these hammocks and I do my yoga out there. And I will be out there for hours and hours. And we were stuck in the house for so long. Outside feels good. And just vitamin D. I always tell y'all vitamin D is great. But yeah, that's it for for peace of mind. See y'all next week. Will we have a guest? Maybe. Maybe not. 
but it will be fun. I love y'all so much. Thank you for being here with me from the deep depths, bottom of my heart and soul. I don't even know what would happen if y'all weren't here. Like, I'd be like, wow, like, I love doing this so much. So, love you guys. Bye.